Glory to God. We welcome you today to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty, and today you see a special guest that we are so glad to have with us, Brother Sam Swag, and uh, he has got a tremendous miracle ministry, and uh, we're so excited to be able to have him on these next next couple of sessions with us, and he uh, just got through ministering in Lapine, where we're going to be starting a church on September 10th, that's in uh, Lapine at 7 p.m. We're going to start our gatherings there at that time. And then also, too, uh, ministering for us uh, on Sunday in Tualatin. And today we're going to have him share some of his testimony and uh, have prayer here at the end of our time together. And so just open up your hearts as uh, we uh, go forward here today. And we believe that God's got something special in store for you. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise you for all of your goodness and your mercy in our lives. And today, Father God, we thank you for utterance. We thank you that, Lord, these lips of clay, as we share today, Father God, testify to your goodness, to your mercy, and to your great love for us, Father, and the love that you have for every one of us. And Lord, today we thank you for every need met and healing bodies today as you do and is your will. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I want to have Brother Sam start off because uh, many of you don't know really some of his testimony. And uh, obviously a lot of you know how the Lord uses him, but uh, some of his background and uh how uh, he came to know the Lord. And so, Brother Sam, it's a delight to have you with us. And why don't you go ahead and share with the people uh, the background and how you came to the Lord. Amen? Well, it's uh, without Jesus, nothing would ever happen. But I was I was in Vietnam, and I, I, I got wounded, and I died. And I left my body and went went to hell. I could see my body below me as I went up. And it went straight down into this dark, this kind of a dark tunnel for quite a while. It didn't just happen instantly. It took a while to get to the bottom. And as I did arrive at the bottom, there was such a feeling of hopelessness and despair and sadness. See, when you're cut off from Jesus and from the light and glory of God, you're living in a total emptiness. And so when... I looked around and realized this is forever. Someone tapped me on the shoulder, didn't see his face, said, it's not your time. And I went all the way back up. Mm -hmm. And as I landed in my body, I was in extreme pain. But for 11 years, no one ever told me who Jesus Christ was. I'd hear people say that if you don't go to church, you'll go to hell. And I couldn't figure out why a building would save me. Mm -hmm. And then people would say the name of Jesus, but there was nothing in it. And so for 11 years, I was crippled, very crippled. And I was taking three cortisone shots a week just to be able to move around. And I was partially paralyzed. And after 11 years, I one day, even though I was successful in, in, in the business, I was empty inside. And something nagged me all that time. Who was it that touched me on the shoulder? And so there was a day came where I was just totally empty inside. And I said, Jesus, if you're real, 
I was listening to an Elvis Presley song uh, <laughs> singing about Jesus. Mm -hmm. It was his gospel songs. And uh, I said, if you're real, Jesus, prove it to me. And he came in my room and spoke to me. I was healed. And then he he told me to go out and do do likewise, to go minister to the people. And I finally found Jesus. The sad part was it took 11 years. Not one Christian ever told me who Jesus was. Mm. And then you'd go to hell if you're not saved. And so it's, it's really important to share the love of Jesus with people. Yes, because when is. Jesus appears, there's just pure love in his eyes, just rivers of love. And when you're in his midst, you have no worries, anxieties. And so he, uh, I just mm -hmm. want to encourage people, if you're having problems winning souls, instead of talking about hell and judgment, just talk about the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there is a hell and there is a heaven. I've been to both and I could tell you that heaven is a whole lot nicer. But what I want to share <laughs> yeah, with you that's true. is... You know, Jesus, when when I was healed, he told me to do likewise, but it didn't happen right away because I didn't have any background. So I spent three years in prayer and, and with the Bible. And from that day on, Jesus has moved in, in to confirm his word wherever you go. If If you don't preach the word of God, he can't confirm it. And I hmm. want to emphasize that. The reason why there's, there's such a lack of the miraculous and signs and wonders these days rather than years ago is because years ago they did preach the word of God. Mm -hmm. Now people are just preaching theology, preaching their opinion, the Hebrew, the Greek. But Jesus said in Mark 16 that, that he would confirm his word. And this is what he told me. He said that you have to minister my word to confirm it. Mm -hmm. And so... You have to have the word of God inside of you. But when mm -hmm. I went to start ministering, he told me that uh, to go out and minister. And I didn't want to minister because I like praying. I didn't want to be around people. And Can he, you touch on that just for a moment? Just to, the hunger that led you to your prayer closet. Well, once once you see Jesus and you get a taste of him, you can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. It just grows more and more and more. But in his presence, the Bible tells us, is the fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. And as I shared earlier, when you're in his presence, you're just totally, everything's at ease. I mean, you have everything. There's nothing you could even want mm -hmm. other than him. All the riches in the world wouldn't mean anything. But Jesus, uh, he told me to go out and minister, and I didn't want to, and he said, you have to. And so... I went out, and the first meeting I had, it was dull. Uh, a few people came in, and I did the meeting didn't start. And I was wearing a pair of real light gray uh, slacks. And I went in the bathroom to comb my hair and lean up against the sink, and my, my whole crush was completely wet. Oh, I guess the sink was wet. And uh, I said, well, Lord, I guess I won't have to minister now. I can't go in there <laughs> looking like this. And he said, son, he's got a sense of humor, too. Yes, he does. He said, son, turn your back to the people, raise your hands and praise me, walk to the pulpit and then hide behind the pulpit, and which I did. <laughs> and then I ministered, and it's the first time I ever ministered, and I was so nervous. 
that when I pick up a glass of water, the water would splash out. Mm -hmm. People thought that was the anointing. They say, wow, look at the power God on them. Well, they know that I was a nerve, just totally nervous. My mouth was bone dry and, and yet I was so glad when I was just ready to finish the service, all of a sudden a, the door opened and a squeaky wheelchair came in. That's the biggest nightmare of many ministers is a wheelchair. And mm -hmm. this wheelchair was squeaky. And I was thinking, good grief, they, why don't they spray some WD-40 in the wheels? <laughs> but anyway, this yeah. lady pushed this man right up to my pulpit and actually hit the pulpit with the wheelchair. And she said, this is my grandfather. He's 90 years old. He has heart failure. He's blind. And he's just about deaf. And his face was purple. I mean, he did have heart failure. And I was so upset because I thought that my career as a preacher was going to end there and and I was going to prove the Lord wrong. So I looked at the old man and I said, if Jesus doesn't heal you, then this is all a fib and we're going home. And I slammed my hand on the on the pulpit and I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And that old goat jumped out of that wheelchair. He could read the fine print of my little Bible. This is my little New Testament. You can see it's real small print. And he uh, he could hear a pin drop, and he ran laps around the the uh, praise God around the room, and then. I said, Lord, I guess I'm going to have to start ministering from now on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, from that day on, Jesus would always confirm his word. Amen. And if you have a need of healing, a need of whatever your need is, if you'll give him the word, that he'll confirm it. Amen. And it's important because he is the living word. And... Uh, I just want to encourage you, no matter what you need, and I've seen Jesus heal numerous blind people, some without eyeballs, people without eardrums getting healed, uh, thousands of people receiving new physical hearts, people with uh, one kidney, two kidneys, many women that are sterile, their husbands are sterile, the Lord give them babies. And I just want to encourage you, there's nothing impossible for Jesus. And Jesus said, in his word, all things yes. are possible to him who believes. Amen. So that means everything's possible. The only thing you have to do is believe him. And all believe means is to trust him. And if you can trust him and believe him, then all things will be possible. Mm -hmm. See, when the doctor gives you a death sentence, he's speaking with his own resources. He's He's limited to the to the natural laws of this earth. But Jesus Christ is the creator of this earth. Amen. And Jesus Christ is the author of life. And I've seen Jesus give people new organs and uh, new bones, and he'll do it for you. There's no favorites in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ Amen. loves you. Yes, he does. And his love will always fill your needs. So, you know, in 1985, I was logging the property and I sat down and a stick went through my eye. They rushed me to the emergency physician and it just happened to be that one of the top eye surgeons was on the emergency staff that day. 
And he looked at me and looked at me, shook his head, and he said, you're blind. And I said, how can I be blind? An hour ago, I could see. He said, you're blind. When the eye is punctured, it it's too late. And I couldn't believe it. I looked at all the diplomas and certificates on his wall. And for him to say it's it's too late, I said, Jesus, you created this eye, and it'd be nothing to give me a new one. Then mm-hmm. I looked at the doctor. I said, is there a 5% chance? He said, no. I said, is there a 3% chance? He said, no. And I knew if I can get past the next one, I was going to have a new eyeball. I said, doctor, is there a 1% chance I could be healed? And he said, no. I said, good. I jumped up and I said, for Jesus, <laughs> you created this eye. It's nothing to give me a new one. And I thank you in advance. See, thanking God in advance means mm-hmm. that you believe him. And that's what Mark eleven twenty three four says, that you have to believe in your heart. You have it first. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in your heart, you have Amen. it, then it isn't going to happen. But it'd be just like if you invited me over to your home for dinner and you said, uh, come tomorrow night, I would believe I'm coming. <clears throat> if I didn't believe I was coming, then I wouldn't show up. Isn't that true? Yes. But, so you have to believe in your heart. So I thanked him. And the highest form of faith is thanking Jesus in advance. And I yes. thanked him and thanked him. And it didn't happen right away. It was on the morning of the third day. And didn't they, Not don't mean to interrupt, but no. didn't they, he put a patch over your eye yes. and tell you to come back? He put a patch over my eye and he was trying to give me medication. I said, I'm not in pain. He says, you're in denial. I said, I'm not in pain and... <laughs> He said, he thought I was delusional when I was sitting there thanking the Lord for a new eyeball. He actually thought I was a nut. He was trying to give me some kind of tranquilizers. <laughs> but I just threw them in the garbage can on the way out. But he said, come back in three days, and they were going to amputate the eyes because my, my eye was all swelled up that day. And on the third day, I, I felt funny. I pulled the patch off, and I could see perfect. So I went to see him. And he looked at my eye, and he, he couldn't believe it. He said, I've heard of miracles, but I've never seen one. And he got on Praise his knees God. and received Jesus. But what I want to share with you, no matter what the circumstance, all things are possible if you'll only trust them. And Matt, uh, Mark, you know, the book of Mark says that with God, all things. Well, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but he said... He told us to just uh, trust him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just that faith in Jesus and faith in his words. See, you can't have faith in Jesus if you don't have faith in his words. Because mm-hmm. his word is Jesus. You have to know who the word. If you don't know the words, you won't know Jesus. And that'd be just kind of like if you're studying uh, George Washington, if you never read about him, you wouldn't know anything about him. But with Jesus, his word's alive. So I want to encourage you, whatever your need is, give it to Jesus. And, you know, Psalms uh, 103 says, tells you that he heals all of your sicknesses Mm -hmm. and forgives all of the inequities. And I asked Jesus, I said, Lord, in all these years, I've seen you come in the services and some people just don't get healed and others do. I said, what's going on? And he gave me 1 John 3.20, 3.21. And he said, this is what's going on. 
And the scripture says, Beloved, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. Mm -hmm. Beloved, now listen. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not. Mm -hmm. In other words, if your heart doesn't condemn you, then you'll have whatever you ask. Yeah, you'll have confidence with God. You have the confidence. See, if your heart's confess, if your heart's condemning you, you don't have the confidence to go before God. And without you coming before God, you won't receive anything. Because everything's based on you asking. He has to get the glory. Mm -hmm. and, and the just shall live by faith. But if your heart condemns you, the Bible tells in Psalms 103, he forgives all the inequities. But you have to, for him to forgive you, you have to have a sorrow in your heart. Not a sorrow that I'm going to turn around tomorrow and sin like the devil and then Sunday get forgiven. It doesn't work that way. It's a sorrow that you don't ever want to do what you did again, and you're going to live for Jesus. But when you have that, he does forgive that inequities, and you'll have confidence before God, and whatever you ask, you'll receive. And this is the confidence we have in him. Yes. That if we ask anything, according to his will, he hears us. And this is, the, this is where we have to be. Instead of being a victim... Romans 8.37 says you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. Everything is through Jesus, not yourself. Some people say, I don't feel like praying, or I don't feel like, like going to church. If, if you're basing on what you feel like, then you're not basing on the Word of God, because the Word of God says all that is through Jesus, not through yourself. Amen. And, and whenever I feel Amen. inadequate, or I feel like I can't do something, I get excited. If mm -hmm. someone tells me something's impossible, if mm -hmm. you ever want to motivate me to do something, my wife says it's impossible to clean that floor. I'll be getting the mop out <laughs> and she'll be laughing at me. Yeah. But, but see, whatever you do, if you do it through the power mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. That's right. And remember this, all sickness and disease was taken on the cross. And 1 Peter 2.24 says we were healed by his stripes. Mm -hmm. You are healed. And you have to take that authority. And the mm -hmm. devil's been defeated when Jesus was on the cross and he gave you all power. And if you come to Jesus, mm -hmm. yes, whatever your needs are, remember the devil's defeated, but you have to take authority. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I told you that, you know, I've got a $100 bill for you in the next room, if you don't open the door, you'll never get the $100 bill, even though it's yours. Right. You have to open it through the name of Jesus. But you have to tell the, the every sickness and disease, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, you go. That's right. All sickness and disease comes from the devil because Jesus took it all on the cross. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take, take authority over it, that sickness will have authority over you. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. the hospitals are full of, of, of victims who've allowed the sickness Mm -hmm. to take authority over them. Mm -hmm. And you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And I'm going to pray for, and if, wherever you are, mm -hmm. I want you to close your eyes yes. and just say, Jesus, Jesus, I receive all that you've done for me. I receive all that you've done for and me. What, and for now and in, in the future and in the past, for now and in the future and in the past. You gave me all authority. You gave me all authority. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Over the devil and his bunch. Over the devil 
and his bunch. And his sickness and disease. And his sickness and disease. So I say in the mighty name of Jesus. So I say in the mighty name of Jesus. Every infirmity, every affliction. Every infirmity and every affliction. And every sickness and ailment. And every sickness and ailment. Go for me. Go for me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My body is whole and well. My body is whole and it's well. And now you tell the devil, you go for my home. Go for my home. Go for my life. Go for my life. Your power is broken. Your power is broken. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Flows through me. Flows through me. And my family. And my family. And my loved ones. And my loved ones. And my pets. And my pets. And my finances. And my finances. And I thank you in advance, Jesus. And I thank you in advance, Jesus. And I invite you to flood my heart. And I invite you to flood my heart. And if you haven't really asked Jesus in. Thank you, Lord. Many people have asked Jesus in to their heads. They have a mental knowledge. When, When I went below the earth the second time, the Lord told me, Millions upon millions on the earth have mentally assented and received Jesus in their head. But the Bible says that he has to be in your heart. To be born again, Jesus Christ has to live in your heart. That's what born again means. It doesn't mean you know who Jesus is, because even the devil knows who Jesus is. And many of these Mm -hmm. theologians that that, uh, teach religion, and religion's not Christianity, by the way, They don't have Jesus in their heart. Mm -hmm. Because when people talk about Jesus from the heart, there's an anointing. It reaches into your heart. Mm -hmm. But he said millions millions on the earth and below the earth have mentally assented and received me in their heads. And I want to share with you today, you have to ask him in your heart where he becomes Lord over your heart. And, And, you know, you could go to church all your life and still not be saved. Yes. Now, you don't argue with me. You have to argue with the Bible. Jesus told Nicodemus, a person has to be born again to mm-hmm. enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's right. So just close your eyes and repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my heart to you. And I thank you. And I thank you. That you'll forgive me of all my sins. That you'll forgive me of all my sins. That you died for me in this world. That you died for me in this world. You were raised three days later. You were raised three days later. Your word says all call upon the name of the Lord. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. I ask you into my heart now. I ask you into my heart now. To be my Lord and Savior. To be my Lord and to be my Savior. I want you to be Lord over my heart and my life. I want you to be Lord over my heart and all my life. Not my head. Not my head. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. And I declare it before all heaven and earth. And I declare it before all heaven and earth. And I declare it to you, Satan. And I declare it to you, Satan. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. That makes me your master. And that makes me your master. And you go. And you go. You cannot come back. You cannot come back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I feel happy now. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Now, if you prayed that prayer or should have prayed that prayer or... You have a testimony about when we prayed just a few minutes ago for healing and for a miracle in your body. Remember this, that it's important for you to testify and to tell someone about that because there is 
a glorification of the Lord for doing that in your life when you tell others. And that's important to do. And you can see our contact information, our website there. Please send us a note, send us an email. You can call us and let us know what the Lord just did in your life. And also too, if you just accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal savior, we have some free materials that we want to send to you to help you get started out because accepting Jesus and receiving him as your Lord is only the beginning. It's only the first step. It's not the last step. It's a decision that you make in receiving him that will go with you for the rest of your life and you start living for God. Also too, uh, those books will help you in materials, but also too, we want to help you get plugged into a local church where you can have fellowship with like-minded believers and you can start growing, being fed the word of God in that local church setting because we need one another and we have to have our own company, especially these days in which we live in now. And uh, I'll tell you what, great things are ahead for us as believers in these last days. Even though the world looks like in the natural that everything's gone and falling apart, and indeed it is, but our safety is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our future is in him. And we have to remember that the Lord loves people. And before Jesus returns, he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And so God wants us to be seed planters and seed waters because it's planting the seed of the everlasting gospel that gives men and women and boys and girls a chance to know salvation. All right. So uh, uh, do that because it's important. And you have a testimony in your own personal testimony of what the Lord's done for you is very important. Okay. There's an anointing on it. Okay. So uh, let us know about those things. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Sam, Amen. for sharing today. Such a great blessing to have him uh, ministering for us. And again, we're going to be uh, starting the work on September 10th on Friday evenings in Lapine, Oregon. Praise God. We're excited about that. We've had so many divine connections already that the Lord set up. People are hungry. People know that there's a move of the Lord on. And uh, the Lord always visits his people that are hungry. Amen. So praise God. Stay hungry for him. And uh, praise God until next time. Uh, we encourage you to keep your eyes on the master because he's coming soon. And we need to be ready doing his work when he comes to Amen. meet him. God bless you. We love you. And God Amen. loves you. Amen. Amen. Amen.